Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Everything in Me. This is your host, Sam, and today we're going to talk about putting yourself first. This is something that I've been practicing for the past couple weeks, and it's extremely hard. Extremely hard because I never realized how much of a giver that I am. And I have to admit, it took a phone call with a longtime friend that really put in perspective how much I do devote myself and give myself to other people. And it's been very frustrating and very hard to extract myself from relationships that I've kind of put myself too deep into. Um, A lot of emotion comes from that. A lot of tears, a lot of frustration and kind of a warming sense of what have I done? And a lot of guilt because I am accountable for the fact that I've decided to participate in a relationship or an activity or um, an obligation that has extracted a lot of energy from me. And it makes me really think about how I value others over myself. I do want to talk more in depth about self-love, but this is strictly about identifying how to reconfigure your life in a way that you put yourself first. Self-love is a huge part of it. And as much as I do love a lot of things about myself, there are certain things that I still struggle with like anybody else. And putting myself first is one of the biggest challenges because I'm a giver by nature. I'm very compassionate. I'm very empathetic of other people. And to me, the best way to flatter someone or even to show someone that you care is that you do something for them that they didn't expect or basically acting on actions that give them the attention or the time and care that they need. But the fact of the matter is I've been starving myself for a while. Um, I've been burnt out. I've been I'm at my you know breaking point on many occasions where I just felt like you know, I'm doing too much. I don't know how to get out of it. I don't know where to go. I've wanted to run. I've had those dreams where I'm flying. I'm flying above it all. Um, I've had those instances and those thoughts where my mind goes of like, let me just get on this road and just just go. And my mom used to say that all the time. And I used to take offense to it because I was thinking like, how could you leave your kids? But I never understood what that actually meant when you're dealing with a mentality that you have overstretched yourself. I've definitely done that more recently than any time ever. And I've had to figure out ways to claim my freedom back because the reality is I only can concern myself over the things that I participate in. And so putting myself first means that what my needs are as far as wanting to spend more time with myself, wanting to understand myself comes first. And by first, I mean that when I have opportunities to do other things with other people, I need to evaluate if I have the mental capacity, if I have the cup, you know, full enough for myself to be able to run over and give it to that person or give it to that situation. And if I don't, I need to be okay with that. I need to be vocal about that. Um, huge part of it all is communication. I've recently had to communicate to those around me that I am burnt out. And I want you to understand that I'm in a place right now where I'm trying to rebuild and I'm trying to reconfigure things. And so if my actions show that I'm more retracted or I'm changing up things that I may used to do in the past, 
it's nothing personal. It's personal to me, not to you. And I hope that you appreciate what I've done thus far and appreciate the fact that I've decided to save myself before I've needed someone else to save me. And that's not to say if I get to that point where I do need help, that I won't ask for it because I will. I'm not afraid to ask for help because I've actually liked to help. And so, you know, when I do ask for help, I, I anticipate that someone who will be helping me, like my dream team or someone within my dream team, you know, will help me in a way that's compassionate and honest and, and helpful in general. So when we talk about putting yourself first, there's many ways you can do that. Um, one of the ways that I do that is when I would get in the car after work, I'm always calling and checking on everyone else. That's my thing, my go-to. I need to check on my dad. I need to check on my cousin. I need to check on this person. You know, this person's been on my mind. I got to reach out to them. I got to make sure they're okay. That's my first go-to. I've changed my habit of doing that to just taking a couple minutes or 30 minutes or halfway through my drive to listen to my podcast. Listen to not this one in particular, but the podcast that I like or I listen to all the time to catch up on them, my audiobooks. I set goals for myself that I don't make time for. So using that time that I'm not obligated to reach out to anyone else for myself. When I get home, it's tricky because, you know, there's a lot going on. And I have to really manage my time in a way that I can balance my needs versus the needs of others. And with that, you know, I try to compromise. So if I want to do something that's outdoors, I'll ask, you know, who wants to go with me? Who wants to, you know, make use of that time out? If I have to be outdoors, I'll try to make use of it for myself, for exercising, for nature, you know, zoning out for a second. I'm in a space where... I'm able to connect with nature really quickly, and um, I try to take every opportunity to do so because I find that it's really breathed life into me. There is this um, audio book called The Three-Day Effect, and it's a really, really good listen or read if it's hard copy about the effects of nature and how it um, reconfigures the brain after three days, and it's been tested with um, those of traumatic events, so war veterans, um, women of domestic violence, you know, workaholics. And um, I found that I connect really well with nature because I feel like it's a place where you can let the mind wander and it's still safe. It's still okay. Um, nature does have its limitations depending on where you're located, but um, a lot of the things that I listen to or read point back to nature and how God is in nature. And I think that's what draw, drew me closer to nature, especially more recently where I've made a very big attempt to include nature into my memories, into my life and absorb that because, you know, being in this geographic location, I'm able to have access to nature more than a lot of other people. And so I'm trying to take more advantage of that, not just for my mental, but for health as well, too, because I am trying to get finer. Okay, because I'm still fine, but I need to be er. So, you know, nature is there. So trying to pair that guilt with some compromise of, you know, I'm killing two birds with one stone by inviting, you know, people with me that matter and spending time with them, but also taking advantage of the fact that I have this beautiful, you know, nature around me that I can um, absorb its energy that's clean, it's recycling, it's, you know, 
beautiful and take these snapshots mentally to be present. I think it's really hard to put yourself first and get back into the grind because that, that memory may drift away. I try to make it almost like a picture, like a, um, a mental picture that I take at moments that I am um, trying to be present. So if I'm trying to be present in a place and I'm doing a walk and I take a second to stop, I force myself to stop and say, just look around you. What do you see? What do you, what do you observe? Um, how are the birds today? How How's the trees? What What's the temperature like? What does it feel on your skin to just be alive within your body? I try to take a mental picture of what that looks like. And so when I talk about it, I have a visualization of what that is. And that to me has worked out really, really well because it's reminded me, especially as I start to drift further away from it because I'm back in the grind, I'm back into the, you know, swing of things. And, you know, I fight to go back to that putting myself first and whatever that looks like. Time is huge. So um, a lot of times when it comes to putting yourself first, not only is there guilt, but there's a lack of time or what feels like a lack of time. You know, people talk about, oh, assessing your priorities. What are your priorities? Only focus on your priorities, X, Y, and Z. But I even struggle myself on what's a priority. I need to eat. Yeah, that's a priority, but sometimes I skip lunch. It doesn't mean that it can't get shifted or it can't be changed. But the reality is, is it a priority of life or death? That's how I go to that extreme. Like, could I miss a meal? Yes, I could miss a meal. If I had to, I'll drink some water and keep it moving. But, you know readdressing that is a huge part of it all time I try to bundle time so I'm driving to work I know I'm going to be in traffic that's a great chunk of time usually a good 45 minutes where I have the ability to either um, listen to a podcast an audio book sit in silence and think of my thoughts talk to myself have a conversation with myself I find that it's the best isolated time that I try to take advantage of um forcing myself to take a 15 minute break to walk to get outside to be active to feel myself you know when I go to the restroom at night to go take a shower looking at myself in the mirror assessing the things that I like the most assessing the things that I need to work on and reminding myself of the person that I want to be you know that can take two minutes it doesn't even take that much that long um when I'm cooking I may be cooking because it's like autopilot but I'm also thinking about okay what to, what did I like about today what could I have done differently about today? Um, what were my highlights? What are the things that make sense for me today? So, you know, taking those moments that may seem, you know, as if you're filled with something else and etching out a little wiggle room. If I'm taking out the trash, that's a couple seconds for me to just switch gears for myself and smile at myself if I see my reflection. You know, it it seems almost stupid, but it matters because, again, that's how you put a little bit of more motivation into yourself and a little bit of more time that you don't think you have into yourself. You know, scheduling, just like you do your appointments for health, times with your mentors or times with the people that you love so that way you can talk about life and and things that bother you and things that matter to you. That's a little bit of, you know, time that you're sketching out for yourself, putting yourself first. It it's hard, I know, with kids. It's hard, I know, with partners or family members or living in a space where there's a lot of people and you don't have control over the environment. But there's really no excuse 
because when it comes down to you and who, you know, that person is and who opens their eyes and, and takes that breath, if you are not yourself, you're dragging. You're dragging. You're lying to yourself. You're fighting yourself. You're letting your emotions, your negative emotions come over you. And that's no good for anyone. That's that's not a life to live. And what happens after a while, it becomes a habit. And and that goes both directions. So, you know, it takes 21 days to to build a habit. And if you really start doing these small goals, these day by day goals of like, okay, no music on my way to work. Maybe music fuels you, but maybe also music, you know, keeps you away from having that conversation with yourself that you've been avoiding about your attitude or your life circumstances or the frustration you've been feeling over your body. Taking the time to say, I'm going to choose me first is the most rewarding feeling ever. Not only do you see it, but others see it. And sometimes others see it before you do. And to know that other people who are around you say, you know, there's something about you that's kind of changed and I'm really enjoying it. Or that chip on your shoulder isn't there anymore. What's your secret? What's going on? Putting yourself first is something that rewards you over and over and over again. Um, You know, when you decide to choose yourself first, people are going to be jealous. They're going to make judgments. They're going to come at you and question you and feel victim to the fact that you no longer have time for them or you no have long you no longer have time to accomplish something that you are working with them on or you think that, that you're better than them and what they have going on because you've decided to make this change. That can be a deterrent for a lot of people. Um, but at the same time, you should draw strength in that to know that those people are so dependent on you and that's a reflection of them where you have to say, you know what, if I were to just lay down today and not have the capacity to get up, what would you do? Where are you in your journey? Where are you in your place in life to, you know, victimize and feel that what's what's life if I'm not helping you? It doesn't work like that. That's not how anyone should work where they're so dependent of someone else. And, you know, when you don't take time for yourself, In some way, shape, or form, your body is going to show it. So for me, when I am overly giving myself, I notice that, like, I'll feel a tension, a really, really stiffness in my neck, um, in the back of my neck, down to my shoulder blades. And I'll, you know, work through the pain or just try to shrug it off, try to massage it off. But that's my body saying, hey, chill out. You're doing too much, and I'm letting you know. The problem is a lot of people have those different things that come up in their body, whether it be an, uh, a knot in their back or a crick in their neck or, you know, a pain in their arm, and they don't do anything about it. They just chuck it off to something's up. I don't know what it is. But it's a lot of times your body saying something's not right. Something doesn't feel right. Something's happening, and it's not supposed to happen this way. You know, you may have really bad headaches. You know, you got to understand these triggers and where they come from, where, you know what, I can't be productive after 3 p.m. I need to make some changes. I need to make some better decisions so that way I can last. I need to start looking at things differently. I need to stop giving myself so much that I can't even have enough time for my own self when I get home. That's that's not okay. You have to develop better systems, 
look at different resources, things that you have access to that you don't even know you have access to. I mean, a simple Google search or a YouTube search shows you how other people live their lives and how they're able to overcome certain circumstances, whether it be, I need a quick prayer at three o'clock to get me through the second half. Taking the time for yourself matters and it's very important. And I can't stress this enough. Um, so I think I've touched upon this a little bit earlier, but the idea of taking time for yourself may be scary for some because other things that they're not ready to deal with or go through may come up and they don't have the mental capacity to manage, whether it be trauma, triggers, frustration, things that they've just never been able to process or get through. And I am a strong advocate for people to get help outside of themselves if they need it. I see a therapist. I think it's the best thing I've ever done for myself where I've had someone who is unbiased look at me and say there's a connection with how you behave due to how you were raised or the things that you have come to believe. And there are other ways of releasing yourself from those obligations. Letting go of things is is a big ongoing process. So people a lot of times treat letting go as simple as, you know, today I'm no longer going to let the fact that my relationship didn't work out bother me. But the reality is it's a process. There's good days. There's bad days. There's days that you don't even remember it. Um, Dealing with family trauma, I will say when you're putting yourself first and it kind of bubbles up because maybe you're surrounded by them or maybe certain things that you go through reminds you of how you weren't prepared for certain things like you wanted to be or things didn't go in your way like you thought you would because you didn't have the support or your life just doesn't look the way that you thought it would because you've had to make decisions that you weren't happy with is hard. And I don't think anyone should have to do it on their own. That's why I stress having some sort of dream team is essential. Having supportive support system and being vocal and having that communication is huge. Even if it's something as simple as saying, hey, I'm going through a lot and I would really appreciate it if you would just listen, not fix it. That's a lesson that I've had to learn, especially with the type of personality that I am or have is that I can't always fix things. I'm not perfect. I can't always take those things on. I can't always navigate those things for other people. Sometimes it's the idea of just talking about it out loud that allows them to realize there is a way out or this is only temporary and they just have to figure out where the strength needs to come from or lean on the strength that is him to get through it. And I'm fine with that. And I have to restrain myself and work on myself to not take on other people's problems. But I would love to listen to your issues. And my biggest and I think my only, (laughs) again, putting myself first, my only expectation is that at the end of our conversation, there's hope. There's some form of hope. There's some form of I'm going to turn this story around in some way, shape or form. I'm going to take back the power that I've given towards this situation so I can get myself out of it. That's all I ask. I think that ending with that positive, powerful strategy is the only way that you take yourself out of the holes that you dig yourself. So as much as putting yourself first sounds great and sounds like a to-do, it's really, really hard. It's hard to find the time. It's hard to find the reason 
self-esteem is is tied up in there do you value yourself enough to say that I need to do me first over all your circumstances I would say a lot of people don't and I don't look bad upon that because you may be lost I've been lost so many times before where I just didn't know who Sam was and what that looks like and what do I even like I've gotten to the point where I needed to write down the things that I liked I had to just take it down to the basics. What makes me happy? What do I like? What makes me laugh? What makes me feel whole? What what makes me look good? What about myself do I love? Just so you could see yourself written out almost in a script. And you start there. You start looking at those things. You start reminding yourself of those things. And you start putting those things slowly but surely higher and higher importance as you go along and soon as you know it you start developing new things things that you just overlooked or you didn't even think anything of maybe there's a coworker that always makes you laugh you spent hey can we do lunch you know as somewhat selfish as that seems it's creating an outlet for yourself to be able to be first and doing this podcast is an outlet for me it's an outlet for me to put myself first I'm learning so much through it, and I am so thankful for those of you who have tuned in and listened and taken the time out to give it to me and to give it to this and just know that I'm pouring all of me in this to be able to develop something and create something of my own that is completely transparent to how I process things, and I hope that you guys really enjoy it. Um couple tips because I don't want to leave you guys in this place where okay Sam you've opened me up to knowing that I need to put myself first I know I get it I get it now what um I kind of talked about some already of just carving out the time a big one is tricking yourself tricking yourself into thinking that you're doing for others but you're really doing for yourself is just assessing again the things that you really like to do maybe it's people watch you know inviting a friend or someone who is going through it or someone that you need to spend time with or want to spend time with to the mall. And you guys walk around and you carve out time to enjoy the scenery, enjoy the people. And I'm a big fan of that. Um, It's interesting to get out of your hole. It's interesting to get out of your groove. You know, in Miami, there's tons of places to go where you can, at different levels, to be able to see other people and enjoy, you know, the atmosphere and get out of your, your everyday groove. I'm a big fan of that. Um... You know, bringing the people along, as I mentioned before, is also a big thing because we use the excuse of I have kids or I have circumstances. I have people who depend on me. Granted, those are all things that everyone at some point in their lives I feel struggle with. But the reality is if you can navigate something where you go to a specific park that allows for a walking trail or has more nature or has more activities that you enjoy. Maybe you played softball when you were growing up and that was a highlight of your life and you decide to go to a park that has softball practice and you get to relive those great experiences. There's different ways that you can kind of tweak things so that way you can also enjoy it as well. And that's another way to put yourself first is to include yourself in the experience and not just completely devote yourself into the whole um giving aspect of you know relationships or situations you're going to have to compromise 
Um, and just going back to being vocal, tell someone, start to tell someone, start to sell, tell your home team, hey, guys, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm changing up. This is what I want. And trial and error. You got to try. You got to put yourself out there. Um, it's a process. It's a process, as always, and it's going to take some time. But once you put it out there in the universe, something's going to give something's going to give you an opportunity for you to be able to do those things. And I encourage you, I support you. I totally support you because the benefits behind that are something that are you can't find anywhere else. Mentally, spiritually, um, faithfully, everything, you know, physically, you feel different. Your life is going to shift. You always have a choice. You always have a choice. It may not be choices that you enjoy or choices that you would want to really choose or come up with. But the reality is you always have a choice. Find your way out. Use that will and find your way out to put yourself first.